Hey Jeepers, on episode 227, we'll be taking a closer look at Jeep's move of the production line out of the country, and we'll hear of a special Jeep event in the Upper Peninsula. And later, I'll be asking some questions about my new lift kit. We'll be introducing a new segment contributor to the show. We'll play some voicemails and even get to some reviews. We'll be talking control arms and alignment in Tech Talk. We'll play some Amazon You Bought What and give you some updates about our own Jeep. It's all coming up on this week's Jeep Talk Show. LT Wright knives are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Find out more online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-Wright-W-R-I-G-H-T, knives.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And voice First week in G. How about bracing yourself for a Jeep global domination? Maybe. Okay, so after last week's announcement of a production of a line of Jeeps moving out of the USA along with all those jobs, the brand's illustrious leader has some damage control to take care of. Quote, Jeep's fast-growing global manufacturing footprint will not only end the brand's Sophie's Choice allocation challenges, but will increase sales opportunities for top-end Jeeps made exclusively in the U.S., says Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchionne. With Jeep popularity exploding in recent years, FCA has been unable to meet the global demand for its vehicles. Over the last three or four years, allocating production of Wranglers, Grand Cherokees, Compasses, and Patriots across all the manufacturing plants has been extremely tricky. During FCA's quarterly conference call last week, Marchione told analysts, quote, One of the things we've always faced in the United States is the production of Jeeps. It is to make this unfortunate Sophie's choice about whether we sell in the U.S. or sell overseas. In 2015, FCA sold 1.2 million Jeeps worldwide, 70% of those in the U.S., and the company's latest business plan calls for increasing Jeep sales to 2 million worldwide by 2018. That includes doubling sales in Europe, more than quadrupling volume in Asia-Pacific and Latin America, and increasing the total just slightly in North America. FCA has been growing Jeep dealer networks in Latin America, Europe, Africa, and Asia, and has added production of some Jeep models in Italy, China, Brazil, Mexico, and even India, but has limited Jeep output outside the U.S. to smaller vehicles such as the subcompact Renegade, while keeping high-profit Jeeps such as the Wrangler and Grand Cherokee in the U.S. And in that, I think, is where we'll find the reason behind last week's big announcement. Jeep the Mac, what is it? Well, it's a massive migration of Jeeps, and they made their way under the Upper Peninsula last Friday to kick off the first-ever Jeep the Mac event. Led by a Humvee, for some weird reason, the formation <laughs> of more than 300 Jeeps crossed the Mackinac Bridge at 3.30 p.m. The Jeeps came in all shapes and sizes, including several that are over 50 years old. Just before crossing, all the Jeeps and their drivers met up in Mackinac City, where they helped, uh, held a special blessing of the Jeeps. The procession of Jeeps made its way to Little Bear East Area. There, the Jeep drivers gathered for a special meet-and-greet with food and live music. On Saturday, participants drove to Detour, de Village, Detour Village, 
From there, they got to enjoy a ferry ride to Drummond Island, where they spent the day exploring the island's various sightseeing and off-road trails, which, from what I can tell from on YouTube, is a Wheeler's secret destination. If you'd like to hit some of the most diverse trails that I've ever seen, you gotta go check out Drummond Island. They definitely have some really cool terrain, and the views are spectacular. Throughout the weekend, event organizers were providing trail information for, to the drivers as they went out to explore the area with their Jeeps. Sounds just like a beautiful, relaxing weekend with a bunch of fellow Jeepers to me. What could be better? Big thanks to all of you guys out there who help us out each and every single week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have a story that you think we should be reading or you think uh, you have a response to any one of our stories, well, by all means, give us a call or send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Wow. Yeah, that, that is kind of strange about the Hummer. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I know it's like, what, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> he's, he's in the lead. You know, if it was an H1, I guess I'd be okay with it. <laughs> At least, like, you know, the kid on a tricycle getting out in front of a parade and just, you know, <laughs> pedaling down the street. Yeah. He's like, follow me oh, out of the way. It, it's like the three or four year old that goes out there and it's just so cute. You don't want to tell him to get the hell out of the way. Yeah, know, you you right? don't belong here. You don't do that to a three or four year old. You just let him. Let them do it. So that's probably the same thing here. No, but but anyway, at least if it was an H1, then they would both, both be military, uh, have a military heritage. I don't want to say military vehicles, but uh, both the oh, Jeep. Oh, if I find out it was an H3, I'm, I, somebody's going to get cut. You know, the H3 isn't so bad. The H2, though, is, is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's pushing the envelope, I think, of a four-wheel drive there a bit. It's great for a, a, a land yacht, though. What's up, guys? I'm Kobe. And I'm Jason. Morgan Trail Off-Road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. The number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story. A story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. Coming up on Wrangler Talk, say this three times real fast. My lift has shipped. Shipped. <laughs> I can't do it. I practice in practice. My lift has shipped. We were, My lift has shipped. My lift has shipped. Oh, come on now. We, we were talking about a fumble see? before the show, and I think we just found <laughs> it. I was, I was worried because I tried saying it three times fast myself here with the mic off. And yeah, there were some slurs that probably shouldn't have been on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. Well, uh, yep, that's great. Great news, Sam, uh, Tammy. I'm sure you're happy about it. Uh, <laughs> How excited. Did you guys ever have, I mean, I don't know if, if both of you guys uh, would have had this commercial or not, but there was a pretty popular commercial a while back. Uh, I think it was about Mervyn's, and it had this lady going up to the glass before the, the store opened. Yes. And she put up her hands up here, and she'd be patting on the glass, open, open, open. Now I can see Tammy doing that at the lift place. Uh, is it on yet? <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> Open, open, open. Alrighty, so enough of that. Ah, okay. So anyway, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, I want to basically just want to make sure you guys understand what's going on here. 
we yeah we have a video uh, that we do live every Thursday night, but that really had to do with people just wanting to be involved in the live show, and it can be a lot of fun with the chat room and everything. But the Jeep Talk Show is primarily an audio podcast. Why? Because it's so easy to listen to while you're driving back and forth to work. Uh, some jobs even you can even listen while you're on the job because repetitive tasks, something you don't need to talk, talk on the phone a lot, uh, or hell, I guess you could do both just to get in one ear. And uh, mowing the grass at the gym, all kinds of places you can listen to an audio-only podcast. So, um, you know, you can subscribe uh, to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from the Jeep Talk Show website. And uh, you can even listen to the audio podcast directly from the, the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show website. New episodes, and this is the, another important part, new episodes of the Jeep Talk Show are available for download each Monday at midnight Central Time. And, uh, or you can just listen directly from our website uh, uh, via your smartphone since we have uh, now enabled uh, it to play directly from our website. So if you're wondering when new episodes come out, Monday, midnight, Central Time, and the live show is Thursdays, 10 p.m. Central Time, we record the audio podcast at the same time we broadcast the video. So that's the mystery, if there was one about what that uh, what that is all about. We just want you to be on board and get the latest episode as soon as it's available. And hey, one thing that's available 24-7 is our YouTube site, guys. We're adding content all the time. And hey, if we get 100 subscribers for every 100 subscribers, we get a cookie. Mm. No, not really. I mean, I can go make some. Oh, there's no cookies? Damn it. <laughs> I'll make. I'll I was make told cookies. there'd be no math. Uh, cookies is a whole nother story. We need to get some XJ Talk cookies here. Some uh, actually, you were actually you were promised cookies to come do the show. So yeah, <laughs> I get paid, people. <laughs> so come on, hook us up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Jeep Talk Show. Ooh, I see a teaser, Josh. Yeah, we've been teasing this for a couple few weeks now, guys. I have an awesome interview coming up with Phil from Max Built. Uh, this guy is the founder of the Epic Willie's Adventure. And uh, he also is the owner of uh, Wisconsin's premier off-road fab shop. Um, this interview went a lot longer than I was expecting because this guy has got some really cool stories to tell. Not only the Willie's epic, uh, the epic Willie's adventure that unto itself was just an, an awesome, awesome thing. Uh, I wish I could have experienced that myself. That is uh, a story that you guys don't want to miss. But he's also doing something really, really amazing with the Soldier Giveback Jeep. And this is a project that I just absolutely had to shed some light on. Uh, the, on their YouTube channel, they've got a little video snippet of what they're doing. And, and you guys really need to check it out. Uh, so go find Max Built over on YouTube. Check out their YouTube video and stay tuned. I've got the interview coming up here very soon. So you can be looking for that here in the next week. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. So where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? We'd still like to know. Boy, it's just so much fun to uh, to hear that uh, that promo and hearing how uh, people are. I mean, I know they're goofing around in that promo, but it's really cool to hear how people are interacting with uh, where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. I'm sure Josh got a lot of 
what it's a what is that a jeep talk show got a lot you know, of really weird looks and on twitter oh, this big six foot three guy coming up to me with a microphone in my face <laughs> asking me a question i have no idea what you know yeah uh-huh. so yeah it was it was a lot of fun of course all those were coming from uh various off-road and, and jeep shows here around my area uh which we'll have a whole new batch of those here coming up as it is springtime here in the northwest and uh, that means show season is right around the corner so looking forward to that, and hopefully I will see some of you guys out of some of those shows here coming up soon. You know, and th- uh, thankfully, uh, s- some of the people I run across on Twitter, uh, whenever I uh, I send them the link to one of our commercials or something, uh, on more than one occasion, I've had, there's a Jeep talk show? They're, they're shocked and excited because they had <laughs> no idea. So, you know, you guys need to be telling your friends. Don't be embarrassed that you have a Jeep or you listen to a talk show. I mean, my gosh, there, you know, it's back in the forties when radio got started. Not everybody was listening to the thing either. So let people know about this show, especially if you enjoy it. Yeah. Tony, I, I've got a story that, that mirrors that I, I, uh, every so often will run up to a Jeep owner, especially if it's, you know, if it's really well-built Jeep or something like that, I've, I absolutely have to go you and introduce snob. myself and I'll hold up, you know, I'll give them one of these cards as I introduce myself and, you know, and talk, tell them, like, oh yeah, Hey, now I'm the host of this Jeep talk show. And they're like, <laughs> what? Step, sir. There, could you just a, take a two what? steps yeah. back? <laughs> Reaching for the, you know, behind their back. Uh-huh. No, it's uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun, guys. It's a lot of fun, and we hope to uh, hope to run into some of you guys out there on the trails here real soon. Oh, and it just amazes me how many people are listening to the show. Uh, I mean, we really appreciate you, everybody uh, tuning in uh, live and uh, uh, downloads. So let's get yeah, over to our. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I was going to say, speaking of downloads, we're, we're all over the web and you guys can download our show in so many different ways. And from a lot of those places, um, those outlets give you guys the opportunity to give us a review. And we, of course, want to know how we're doing and what you guys think of our show. And, and well, we, we encourage you guys to give us some constructive criticism or even those pats on the back. So anytime you guys go to, you, uh, to iTunes or YouTube or any of those places where you can find our show and download it, by all means, give us a five-star rating and leave us a comment or a review, and we will be sure to voice it on the air. And I just found one. I uh, was looking uh, real quick while the show was actually in progress, uh, and we have a new review. Uh, this is, uh, it says, uh, Jeep Talk Show is a fun way to keep up with 4x4 info. It's by Blue Knight 7777 and he says, uh, with a five-star rating, of course, I happened to learn about the Jeep Talk Show recently and listened to a couple of shows. I think it is a great, entertaining show loaded with up-to-date 4x4 information and news. The announcers are uh, really into 4x4 off-roading and Jeeps. I am hooked on the show and recommend it to anyone in 4x4 uh, and especially all types of Jeep fans, JKs, XJs, etc. Love hearing that because you know we, we, we expanded from XJs to include the other Jeeps and we're going to continue to do so. It's that's great right. that that's coming across to our listeners. And you know what is really great, not only hearing reviews, but we can hear your voice Mm -hmm. uh, here on the Jeep Talk Show. And we love hearing from everybody. So, you know, you can call our voicemail at 530-675-4102, or you can jump over to the website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just (laughs) click on the leave voicemail button. (laughs) M-A-L-E. Hey, guys. Super Croc here. Um, today I've got a question for y'all that's even Jeep related. So here's the thing: in Project Phoenix, I'm combining two vehicles into one. Now it's usually pretty straightforward: take the parts out, choose the best of the two, and 
So I've got the radiator, and both of them, to the best of my knowledge, are leak-free and still hold fluids and everything. But the one is from the manual, which is a two-row plane in the outlet. Now, the other one is from the automatic. Now, the automatic is a three-row. So here's my question. Is it better to use the one from the automatic for more cooling power and just, or am I just better off going with the manual radiator or just saying screw it and get a new one? You know what? I think it really depends on uh, if it's a daily driver or not. Um, If it's a daily driver, I would get a new one, uh, depending on the cost, of course. Um, if you had a tank or even uh, a, a uh, one of those kitty wading pools, uh, a, 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 I guess you would say a, a swimming pool for a two-year-old, you could fill that up with water and uh, run an air hose into your uh, one of those radiators, pump some air through it, and see if you get any bubbles. And if you didn't, I would say give it a shot. You know, I mean, if you don't mind changing it out, if it turns out uh, that it doesn't uh, last very long. But uh, I think I'd go with a three-row. What do you guys think? Yeah, we're getting advice from the chat room as well to go with a three core. Uh, Tony, you've you've actually I thought you did a three core aluminum and you actually went back to the factory with the plastic tanks on the side. Uh, I mean, you've got a lot of personal experience with radiators, so especially for the last few years. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm unsure with my findings because ultimately I found out that all my uh, running hot issue was um, the gauge, the measuring right. device, if you recall. So, uh, if they were all running 230 degrees, it doesn't matter if it was, you know, if it was a three row, if it was a two row, if it was a, a factory aluminum with plastic tanks, or if it was an all metal one, they all seem to be doing the same thing. You know, I got to say that climate has a little something to do with this too. If you're down in Southern California, you're down in Texas or something like that, Arizona, man. Yeah. You know, you're going to be in a hotter climate. You probably want to give the Jeep as much cooling power as you can. And, uh, and adding a core to that, going with the three core, um, would definitely be a step in the right direction. However, that's not the end of it all. You want to make sure you've got airflow across there, too. So yep. if your fan's not doing what it's supposed to, it doesn't matter if you've got five cores in there, you're not going to be cooling it the way that it should. And uh, more cores require more air to, to cool because you've got right. more surface area. So And it's going to be more restriction. Hi, this is Josh, a.k.a. 610Bob. On episode 226, you guys were talking about differential gearing. Tony said that you want a high pinion for driveline angle. I just installed an ox locker into a Dana 60 that I am stalling into my Jeep and did a ton of research on gears. So I wanted to make a correction about why you want a high pinion. Differential gears are cut in such a way that they can handle more torque going forward than backward. Something like a Dana 44 front axle is just a rear axle flipped. So the gears are running backwards when you drive forwards in a front axle configuration. A high pinion axle contains gears that are reverse cut. This means that the geometry of the gear is cut in such a way that when they are used for a front axle, they can handle more torque going forward. So while a high pinion does aid with driveline geometry, the increased torque is the biggest reason why you'd want to go with a high pinion front axle. This is one of the the things I love the best about uh, the show. We can present some information and you guys can jump in and say that was wrong or that was right, but here's some additional information. And this is great additional information. Uh, it's nothing that I had remembered uh, whenever I was putting together the, the the segment that I was reading. 
but mm-hmm. uh, it is stuff that I remember uh, reading about and forgotten and really appreciate you calling in and adding that to our show. No, absolutely. I will add just one more thing to that. And uh, the deeper the gears you go, the less uh, contact area you have on your on your ring and pinion gears. Uh, so, uh, you know, five thirteens in a uh, in an eight and a quarter, uh, you're going to be lucky to get a gear and a half, a tooth and a half engagement on that, even if you can fit them in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just think, remember, the deeper the gears you go in a small axle, you're going to have a lot less uh, tooth engagement on the on the gears and that differential. So just keep that in mind, guys. And I think that's one of the reasons to go with uh, larger axles like the Dana 60s since you're yeah, dealing with uh, exactly. uh, everything is bigger. So you get more uh, contact surface area and uh, it's stronger for a reason, you know, bigger and badder. So, yep, yep. Uh, and uh, good to know. And uh, my goodness, I, I'd like to see some pictures of that uh, that Jeep with uh, the Dana 60 yeah, under it. Love you know? 60s under a Jeep. Man. Yeah. That, is, that is something else. Yeah. And I wonder if it's full width too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something about uh, Jeeps with full width axles that uh, say, uh, officer, give me a ticket. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jeep Shop Talk Show. It's Pam. One more question. Um, I was told I'm going to need a new CV drive shaft, slip yoke eliminator and exhaust reroute. Is that only for long arm suspensions? Um, or for uh, the short arm as well. And could you please list all the things I need to look for when I buy a kit? It seems to be all over the map when I'm doing the research. Um, I've been looking at reviews, and one review says it's the best thing they've ever bought, and the next one says their shock (laughs) blew off the car and it's broken down. I don't even know what to think. I just need some input. Thanks so much, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, Pam, uh, yeah, there there are so many kits and variables out there when when choosing a kit. Um, we've all we've long since said that you want to go with the most complete kit that your money can buy. Um, that being said, you know there is something to be said about reputation and, and longevity and how strong the kit is, etc. Um, a kit that has all the bells and whistles but isn't going to make you down, you know, last down the trail is not a good kit. So a good deal on a bad kit, eh, not so good. But uh, really, ultimately, it's going to come down to your budget. You know, um, if you've only got $400, well, that's going to limit your, you know, what all you can do for a lift. Um, as far as, you know, exhaust reroute and stuff like that, uh, when you get in the long arms, uh, especially on the, on the JKs and stuff, yeah, things can uh, start getting in the way very quickly. Um, not so much needed on, on TJs or, or LJs. Uh, or of course, you need the older models. From, from what I understand, um, any kind of exhaust relocation is strictly for the JKs uh, when you get into some of the bigger lift kits. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. I couldn't remember uh, if she had an XJ or a JK. I know she's called in one time. It's been uh, many shows back uh, that I've yeah, I don't, she called I don't remember, in. remember which Jeep she has either. But uh, uh, Pam, uh, all I will say is just continue doing your research. Um, give you some perspective. I went through six months of extensive research before I spent a single dollar on this Cherokee back here. So um, just just give you some idea, you know, a couple days worth, a couple weeks worth of uh, investigating, you might want to put in a little bit more time than that, not saying that you have or haven't put in uh, any time, but it is an exhaustive uh, amount of research that is needed before you really feel comfortable with spending that kind of money on your Jeep. I will add this, and uh, Tammy, you may even have something to add since you're kind of in this boat now, uh, but uh, I will I will add this. Um, I was told, and I believe it to be true uh, almost universally, that 
you pick the size lift that you want and then realize that you're going to go another inch or two inches within five years. <laughs> Very it's likely. It's funny because oh. I started out like, I'm just going to get a 2.5 inch lift. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's that all I need. That's long. all I need. And the, I know. I didn't even get the lift yet. And I, I went <laughs> up. But just listening to everybody else's advice, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, I'm just going to go for it all now. Yeah. Um, well, but it was. It's cheaper. I've researched. Yeah. I've researched probably a year and a half now until ah, I was ready. There you, to there you go, Pam. Uh, just, there's some more perspective for you. Um, you know, I like, I like a kit that comes with shocks. Uh, some people don't, they like to piece things together. Some of this, some of that, they like to take the best of every you know, bit of world that they can and apply it to their Jeep. Some people like everything to match. Um, you know, there's a lot that's going to come down to what your own personal tastes are. And of course, uh, the kind of wheeling that you do and, and that sort of thing. There's a lot of questions there that have to be answered before we can start getting into the particulars of what comes in a kit and, uh, and what to look out for. And honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I would have bought coils, uh, the size coils that I wanted for the front. I would have bought the leaf springs that I needed for the back. I would have got uh, the uh, the adjustable control arms upper and lower from Iron Man Andy, <laughs> a track bar from Iron Man Andy, and a, a, a replacement tie rod, uh, that beefy-ass tie rod that he sells, and uh Brake lines, you know, the extended brake lines uh, from uh, Morris 4x4, I think is where ultimately I got those, uh, and they're red, you know. So I would have pieced it together. But but it's not something that I knew until I had gone through purchasing uh, two lift kits and installing them on my Jeep and then adding on these other parts. But, you know, uh, actually that might be part of a, a good uh, a good segment for the uh, uh, stock to wheeler. Uh, there you go. Piecing together your own... Uh, uh, your own uh, lift kit because uh, uh, it does save you money in the long run. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, some money going out the window, well, we uh, had a placeholder image on tonight's show before we got started, and rumor has it that that particular image was of a uh, broken-out Jeep window that belonged to the one and only Fireman Ray. Mm-hmm. So, Fireman Ray, if you are listening, can we get you to call in? Uh, leave us a voicemail. Tell us a quick story about how you ended up with a giant hole in your Jeep window. Man, that looks that looks nasty. And unfortunately, there was a nice Jeep talk show or a XJ talk show uh, sticker that kind of had some carnage there too. So <laughs> hate to see that, man. I hate to see any carnage on any, any Jeep. Hope everything's okay, man. Uh, and if you can, please give us a call. Let us know what happened. Hey, Tony and Josh, I got some good news for you. We have a new contributor to the show. Her name is Gina. She's with Boating, Boarding, and Burgers. And she's agreed to provide us with a unique segment about making quality food on or off the trail. You can go check her out at triplebburgers.blogspot.com. That's triplebburgers.blogspot.com. And it's all about the fun things in life. Now, here's Gina to tell us a little about herself. Hey, guys. I'm Gina with and burgers and thanks Jeep Talk Show for having me on. I'm an avid Jeeper, but I'm also a food and travel blogger and business owner. So I want to show you, here's my kitchen. This is where I do a lot of my food blogging, uh, but I also do a lot of trail blogging. So whether we're up in the mountains jeeping, off-roading, or we're up snowmobiling and I'm cooking on my muff pot in my snowmobile or on my snowmobile, 
it's just amazing. So I want to show you a lot of uh, my great trail food ideas. Um, I've been jeeping my whole life. Uh, the first time my sister and I rolled a jeep, we were 13 and 15. We were supposed to be just out back of the farm and just, you know, puddling. Ah, uh, we're not going to give away all the uh, uh, all no. the good stuff there. <laughs> I, you had me hooked there for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, we're like, going here. Let's hear more. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yep. So we're going to see more, uh, more of Gina and uh, I'll just, uh, I'll just drop a, a name here. She recently won a uh, cooking contest on good morning America. They actually oh, wow. flew her up to New York to have her, uh, uh, display her, I think it was a cake that, uh, that she had made, but she'll, uh, she'll serious talent on. guys, serious talent. Now yes. we've got her on the show and you guys can get in on some of that good food that she's going to be teaching us how to cook on and off the trail. So that's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to it personally because <laughs> I'm a huge foodie. I love good food. So yeah. I'm going to be, uh, be glued to this next segment, uh, that Gina provides for us. Looking forward to it. Uh, great get from a smart-ass comment on Twitter. I just can't believe the, the luck that I have. <laughs> hey, would you like to do a food segment for us? Sure. Are you sure? You know who we are? Are you, you know, a couple of knuckleheads. Well, hey, if you're out cooking on the trail, then there's something that you absolutely have to have, and that's a good knife. And Mm -hmm. LT Wright knives are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. Guys, they build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific, and you betcha, a knife that'll work in the kitchen off road. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee, guys. That means it's going to outlast even you. And it's designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Each piece is constructed with survival in mind. Knives with a proven international pedigree, and they've been there and back. Bushcraft, hunting, camping, overland, and everyday carry models are all available. Their Bushcrafter HC is a good example of an everyman knife able to do everything from help get the campfire started to skinning some game. Being made from 332 1075 steel with a convex edge, it will resharpen even in the field. These heirloom quality pieces will outlast your adventure. So plan well, drive safely, and carry an LTWK, would you? Find out more online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. I just keep going over there looking at those knives, Josh. I just They are beautiful pieces of tooling, really. I, great, great knives, guys. Go check yeah, them out. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's always, you know, having a knife is really important. You never know when you're going to get something in from Amazon and uh, need to cut that box open quickly. Exactly. Get to it. <laughs> so having a good knife is uh, always a, a very handy thing to have. Uh, well, uh, sadly, we're not going to have a uh, Jeep Cherokee stocked wheeler uh, this week, but we will return next week. And uh, I'm working on the thing that actually Josh had uh, mentioned to me uh, during one of the shows about uh, uh, the armor, uh, specifically sliders. So I, I have been taking some pictures of what you shouldn't use for sliders. Oh, God. That'll be shouldn't entertaining. Shouldn't use for Definitely. sliders. That'll be fun. Should not use as sliders. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, my little walks that I'm taking in the evening with my wife, and I have been uh, taking pictures of neighbors' vehicles with things that uh, they might think are sliders. <laughs> And they are decorative at best. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some of those, and I've seen some of them used as sliders uh-huh. too. I think I oh, have a yeah. picture of one. I have to see if I can find that That's for the segment. It it is. It looks like something chewed on it. It was so bad. 
So anyway, that's coming up, and hopefully we'll have that all ready for next week. You just never know what uh, forward to what it. life's going to throw at you, but that's the plan. So you know, you know, you guys know how things work around here. This ain't uh, some big uh, big time deal. It's just whoa, uh, whoa, who's working around here? <laughs> Nobody should be working around here. What is this? Make one of us look bad. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present. You bought what? Oh, we love this segment. We get to find out what you bought at Amazon. But first, before you bought it, you went over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, or you went to xjtalk.com and clicked on the Amazon link. And uh, it basically says, Amazon, we want anything we purchase, a, a, a fraction of a penny to go to Jeep Talk Show because we love that show. We want to send them money because we love them so much. Or maybe you just accidentally did it. I'm going to go with number one, though. So uh, if you want to, if you're going to go buy something at Amazon.com, make sure you go to JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. It'll take you right over there. Any purchase you make, a fraction of the sale will go to us, and it doesn't cost you anything more. And in this segment, what we like to do is we get a list of what people buy, and we get to uh, pick from that list and read to you what people are buying uh, after first going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. I'm going to work that in three more times before this segment's over. Well, the first item is a Sun Pie 8700 Black Daymaker Style LED Projection Headlight Kit. It was $169.99 and free shipping. Each light is made of four 10-watt high-intensity Cree LEDs. Mm-hmm. I believe that's yep, how you say Cree. that. Sorry, that's how I um, say um, it. Operating lumen outputs, 3600 LM high beam, 1800 LM low beam. Operating voltage, 9-100 VTC. my goodness, that's a wide range of voltage there. Um, socket is H4 and H13. Perfect upgrade from your stock 7-inch brown Jeep headlights. Yeah, I think I've that, been thinking about getting some new headlights. I think that H4 is uh, what's used in the, uh, the Cherokees and the, uh, the YJs. So uh, uh, thank you a lot for going to uh, Jeep Talk Show slash Amazon before making your purchase. So anyway, uh, here's one. Ooh, Super Winch. Uh, And and everybody needs to know the model number, 1595200. Skew to to come up soon. Tiger Shark 9.5. It's $349.99. I mean, this is a Super Winch. Nine times. Nine times. Uh, and And this is the big deal, guys. It comes with free shipping. That's like that awesome. Uh, that's like shipping a ton of lead for free because those yeah. things are heavy. It's a weather sealed 5.2 horsepower motor and solenoid, heavy duty 12 feet rubber uh, cased handheld remote, field proven design, provides effortless switching, heavy duty stainless steel roller fairlead, brushed finished endures weather and wire rope abuse, ergonomically shaped free spool control, easy to grip and effortless to operate. It requires no effort to operate. That's what this thing is saying. There's no effort. You just stay in the just cab. Look at it. It takes care <laughs> of it things by itself because it's effortless. <laughs> Let's not oversell this. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Getting a winch for your Jeep through Amazon and helping the show out. Uh, whoever got that. And guys, remember, we don't see who's buying what. So mm-hmm. that's where some of the fun lies in. We love you guys uh, throwing us a curveball every now and again. Of course, a winch is awfully nice as well. Uh, certainly way cool there. I've got something here pretty cool. Uh, we'll see something that will keep your cool. He's part of your Jeep cool. It's the Hayden Automotive 677 Rapid Cool Transmission Cooler. Only $44.20. Uh, it's three quarters inch thick, 11 inches by seven and a half inches. It's uh, good for midsize and full size uh, vehicles all the way, including our Jeeps. 
uh, gross vehicle weight rating up to 20,000 pounds and towing up to 2,500 pounds. If you're doing more than that with your Jeep, well, I don't tell you. Uh, <laughs> patented internal turbulation increases heat transfer with a minimal pressure drop. Pre-drilled mounting brackets for easy installation are all included. This is a really cool kit, guys. Fully complete and yours for the whopping price of forty-four twenty. You know, you can get it going to JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And, uh, you know, this is cheap insurance, especially when you're off-road, oh, yeah. putting a lot of torque and uh, running slow uh, on the trails. Uh, you can get you one of these uh, transmission coolers and, and plumb it in. Uh, I personally uh, t- took mine off the radiator, and mine just runs off of the uh, – I think I have a um, – Oh, I'm, I'm brain farting on the one. It's a very popular brand uh, transmission cooler. Not Haze. Um, seems like it's three letters. Anyway, uh, and uh, I, I was a little concerned. I, I'm nervous about heat-related things, as you guys yeah. may remember. So I actually installed a uh, temperature gauge for the transmission as well. Oh, cool. So now I know uh, what uh, what it's running at. And I remember seeing it getting upwards of 220 degrees during the summer and stop-and-go traffic. Oh. Uh, when it was on the uh, the the transmission uh, cooler inside the radiator, because you know you're getting heat transfer from that radiator uh, as right. well, both ways. So uh, now it stays around 160. It doesn't go oh, wow. get up very high. So that is making the life of my transmission uh, be much longer. Anyway, thank you very much for thinking of us. Whenever you uh, before you went over to Amazon.com and uh, purchased your items, don't forget JeepTalkShow.com/slash/Amazon. Just found out what you bought. Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up and so shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama. You know what? I really love that open. I just love hearing everybody's voices that I know. Thank you to everyone who did that open and for making me smile. Anyway, Tony and Josh, guess what? I'm in phase two of three phases of waiting for my Jeep parts. <laughs> phase one phases. began <laughs> April 6th when I bought my lift tires and wheels. And yesterday while I was at work, I received a phone call. And it's so cool now because with caller ID, you can see who's calling and I totally was not expecting it. And on the caller ID, it said Adam's Jeep. And I'm like squealing at work. And everybody's looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, um, Chuck called my guy at Adam's Extreme Motorsports that my medical lift has shipped. Yay. But it's going to take four to five business days to get there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say 45, so, 45 or four to five? Four to five business days. 425 <laughs> yes, business days. Did you hear that, people? Good Lord. <laughs> so, so um, anyway, so now that it's here, that's phase two is over. So phase three will be waiting to get my Jeep lifted. And that's going to be a while because here's the little um, dilemma I'm in. When my Jeep lift is in, I won't even be in town. I'm going oh. on vacation, which, by the way, Tony, I need next Thursday off. <laughs> We're um, canceling that so, right now. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, so, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my Jeep up there a, a little early before I head out on my airplane. And they're going to put the lift on while I'm on vacation. So as soon as I get back from the airport, I tell my husband, we are going straight to the dealer to get my Jeep. So, <laughs> Do not pass be go. A- do not collect $200. You will be going straight to the dealer. 
And I'm going to be a little torn on my vacation because I'm going to be like wanting to be on vacation and enjoy myself. And I'm going to be doing a lot of my bucket list or my 50 before 50 items, by the way, and torn about coming home so I can get in my Jeep. So hopefully it all goes as planned. I can't believe you're leaving. May 16th. Pardon? I can't believe you're leaving. The audacity. Your priorities are way out of whack, young lady. Got a lot (laughs) of nerve. I tell you what. (laughs) Um. But I just want to let you guys know, I'm getting the Metal Cloak JK Wrangler 2. It's actually the 3.5 True Dual Rate Lift Kit. It's the Rock Sport Edition, and it features exclusive Rock Sport shock absorbers. This is perfect. This is the perfect suspension upgrading for the discerning JK owner like me looking for a moderate lift for exploring off road. The package includes the Metal Cloak True Dual Rate Coils for the front and rear, providing more stable ride throughout the suspension travel over the traditional single rate or trendy progressive coils. It has adjustable height bump stops for the front and rear, the front track bar, the rear track bar relocation bracket, Kevlar lined brake lines, shock offset brackets for clearance while articulating, and extended sway bar links for both front and rear of your Jeep. Um, Metal Cloak chose to, had, has chosen to offer the Rock Sport shocks as a standard shock option for the terrific, terrific value they add to the package without sacrificing outstanding performance. So this is a $1,400 lift kit that I'll be putting on. And like I said earlier in the show, I spent about a year and a half um, researching um, anyway, so when I announced this, I was I got comments left and right. And one of the comments I got was from a fellow Jeeper in response to when I answered what kind of lift kit I got. He said, great system. I'm sure they know about the upper control arms, parentheses run by themselves, are going to be set shorter than stock, somewhere between 18.50 inches and 18.75 inches for a 4.5 degree to 5 degree positive caster. Now, Tony and Josh, I am not exactly sure what that about that comment and what it means. And I also have a couple other questions about what some of the stuff in my lift kit does. What are bump stops for? What does a track bar do? I didn't even know I had two. Good questions, Tammy, actually, and uh, I think that'll be a, a great segue to roll right into uh, Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Now, we're going to go ahead and forego the intro for, for this segment, guys. I figure this is going to be a great opportunity to go ahead and answer some technical questions about some of, uh, uh, well, answer the questions that Tammy has in a, in a little bit more technical way. Um, so as far as the, the guy's comment about your, your control arm length, well, I mm-hmm. looked up some information, and the JK stock upper control arm length is 18.75. Uh, so, you know, if they adjust that for caster because you are, you know, getting a lift, and as you increase your lift, well, that drive line is going to have to go ahead and start pointing towards the transfer case a little bit more. And so that caster or the, 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 ax, uh, the, um, the, the angle of the, of the pinion, basically, the rotation of the axle on its axis, uh, is what we're talking about here, and and if you've got you know negative caster um, or you know it's not set properly, the Jeep could be very unstable. Um, it'll feel really weird going around corners. It might even fight you going around corners. If you have your caster set up perfectly, this is what allows your steering wheel to return to center after going around a corner. 
Um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, alignment things that have to be taken into consideration when you do something like massive suspension geometry changes to your Jeep. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into consideration as far as steering and how the geometry works. And of course, um, you know, separating the body from the axles a lot more, the body and the frame from the axles a lot more by lifting it up. Uh, that changes a lot of stuff and a lot of things have to be changed in order to give you back that factory ride height. Now, what he was talking about as far as the upper control arms and, and their length. Now, the lower control arms in a linked system, and that's what we're talking about here is a link system, either a three link or a four link. These are um, a suspension system without leaf springs, basically. The control arms locate the axle um, front to rear in the vehicle. The lower ones really do all the location and the upper control arms not only help with you know keeping the axle stable, but also provide us with that adjustment for setting the pinion angle or the caster. Um, the stock, the, the factory upper control arm length, I looked up and was at 18.75. Um, so if they're going to adjust it to 18.5 or, or, you know, within, I mean, that's, we're talking 250 thousandths of an inch, a quarter inch here, guys. Um, that much is going to be fractions of a degree, maybe a degree, if that, uh, we're talking about how that affects your pinion angle. So, you know, this is a, this is something the shop is going to know what to do. They're going to, um, probably do the alignment there. I'm guessing, or they're going to outsource it mm -hmm. either way. Yep. They're going to set, they're going to set those control arms, um, up to where it should be as far as by the math goes, the alignment shop, whoever does do the alignment will go ahead and dial that in precisely because they've got all the laser measurement. They can get things down to a fraction of a degree. So um, as far as, you know, what his comment is and what it means, it's talking about position of the axle and how that's going to affect some of your, some of your alignment. Um, those adjustable, you know, you're getting, you're getting lower control arms that uh, in this kit that are adjustable, and I think that is it. I don't think that this kit comes with upper adjustable control arms. So that's going to be set by the factory um, as, it, as it is. Um, and uh, they may have an adjustment in there. Uh, there may be a bracket that helps with a, with a caster adjustment. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to end up working out uh, after things are all said and done. Needless to say, Tammy, uh, the alignment shop is going to take care of, of all of that. They're going to get things into as close to or you know, right on the money to, uh, to a factory ride, as, as it were. Now, you are going to have larger tires going to have a lot more mm -hmm. rotating mass. The vehicle is going to weigh more because you have a lot more into it, both you know, unsprung weight and, uh, um, of course, all the new suspension stuff that's going on it. Um, so it's going to feel different no matter what. Uh, that being said, uh, it shouldn't knock your fillings out or bounce you up on the curb when you try and go around a corner. And, of course, a good alignment is going to take care of all of that. Now, the other thing you were talking about as far as bump stops and what, and what, what are they and, and what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, w once you get into, into a lift, you're going to have more articulation. That's the, the travel of the wheel up and down through, through the suspension um, as it goes over obstacles and, and whatnot. Um, when you articulate too much and you really stuff that wheel up into the wheel well, if you go too far, you're going to bottom out on the shock and you can start blowing the shocks out. Uh, and that's where bump stops come in. They, they protect your Jeep from itself, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, what it does is it limits the upward travel of the suspension. So what's going to happen is as the wheel, or the wheel and tire start cycling up in the suspension as you come up over an obstacle, it's only going to be allowed to go so far. It's going to stop at a certain point with the, with the bump stops, and, and that's going to stop that, 
that travel coming up and prevent the wheel from tearing your fender well off or bumping into the shock or uh, some other suspension uh, suspension components. Uh, and it's going to going to make sure that things don't start dragging and, and rubbing and tearing themselves apart and whatnot. So the bump stops are just there to keep things from bottoming out on themselves. So, Tammy, I hope that answers some of your questions and addresses some of your concerns. And, and yeah, track bars, every linked suspension has track bars. If your vehicle has leaf springs, no track bars. But if it's got, you know, three link or four link, you know, upper and lower control arms, that sort of stuff, the track bars help keep the axle centered under the vehicle left to right, whereas the control arms keep it in place front to rear. So the track bar is almost just as important as your control arms, if not more so, because the track bar also keeps that axle from bouncing back and forth. Typically when we see things like, or we hear stories of death wobble, uh, that's right. one of the biggest culprits is a track bar mount that's worn or something about that. Very cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, you I know, hope that... Um, uh, that gave you some answers and didn't raise more questions. Yeah. Well, it kind of <laughs> hey had guys. me worried, but the dealer that is, you know, the the shop that's doing my my lift, they lift Jeeps constantly. They sell Good. to Jeeps. They lift other people's Jeeps. So I'm pre I'm very confident. Well, I was hoping that your Jeep was going to be left in, in good hands. Uh, and it yeah. sounds like it, it definitely will be. And it sounds like this is the kind of company that if you were to have any issues, concerns, or questions, they would definitely be there for you and provide the customer service to, to get you taken care of. Oh, totally. Yeah, they're so knowledgeable and so kind. And yeah, I don't know if I could do this by myself. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you have a support team uh, that can, uh, well, you know, provide you with that support while you have all this waiting and everything else. And hey, guys, while you're waiting, if you've got a tech question that you want answered here on the show, by all means, let us know. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com outlining your question, and we'll get back to you right away and let you know if there's something we can do for you. It's always something we can do for you. We can point you over to Amazon.com and uh, buy something. <laughs> we love spending everybody else's money. All right. Well, uh, we didn't have this last week, but damn it, we're going to have it this week. Ah, the campfire side chat. It's always good to get out here and sit around and just uh, shoot the shit sometimes. Oh, my shoes are melting again. God damn God. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you're never supposed to put your feet near the fire that close. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Tony, have you dried out yet? I imagine you got a fire going and, and, and drying out from all that rain and flooding that your area's had recently. You know, the only downside to, the, uh, to the, all the raining was uh, the grass uh, grows faster, and we have uh, a major You highway. probably can't even mow it. Yeah, well, somebody comes by and does that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the major highways uh, is still flooded. Oh, wow. So that means that traffic has been really bad uh, in from uh, Katy to uh, I-10 to, uh, to Houston. Uh, I've been leaving at 5.15 in the morning so I can uh, get to the office before the traffic starts getting really bad. Yikes. And uh, actually, uh, Monday, I uh, had a fender bender uh, due to a... Uh, a massive amount of traffic uh, because of the flooding. And also, too, I think there was a, an 18-wheeler that was stalled on, on, on Beltway 8. And I, I, kids, I want to take this opportunity to tell you something. Whenever there is no gap between a 
lifted red Jeep and a vehicle uh, in front of uh, this lifted red Jeep, said lifted red Jeep, and you decide you're going to drift over into the lane thinking that everybody else, the hundreds of times you've done this before, uh, everybody else has uh, just sl- slid to a stop and let you get in front of them. Uh, no, uh, that probably was vehicles that didn't have any uh, trail armor. Uh, because this guy, I wasn't sure if he fell asleep or what, because he was like two foot in front of my Jeep when he starts coming over. And literally from my position and where I was sitting, his head was level with the hood of my Jeep. You drive a big, giant, lifted red Jeep. You can't miss it. You must have fallen asleep. There's no possible logical explanation. Guys, I've seen the pictures of Tony's little fender bender, and it boggles my mind how this guy missed Tony's Jeep. I mean, it's he right there. Probably he just like literally just right. turned into it. Like, it, 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 oh, I'm just going to lane change and yeah, here we go. It gets better. I mean, and this isn't like we're going 20 miles an hour. It like It's like we're going two or less because the traffic was so bad. And it's one of those things where there's uh, you're on the I-10 feeder. There's three lanes on the feeder road. And I've, I've taken 45 minutes to drive three miles. So I can, and waited my place in line while these other people want to come up and cut in front of you. So I, I literally, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt on the drift, like the fall asleep. I, I, I'm, I'm like 99.9% sure it was just his time to get in front of everybody else. That's it. I'm making this move. And it was like, I dare you to hit me. Dare wow. accepted. Wow. <laughs> Well, uh, I, it sounds at two miles it, it, an hour, nobody got hurt. So it, it got be- well, he's got uh, quite a bit of damage. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I have none. Uh, they couldn't even find where the 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 dirt was was disturbed on my uh, on my when I, on my uh, uh, bushwhackers. And when I say they, I mean the police, because oh, so the cops did show up. This asshat didn't want to exchange information. You know, there's no reason to get oh. upset. There's Isn't no there reason. A law against that or something. There's no reason for me to get upset. I certainly didn't have any damage on my vehicle. Just yeah. let's just exchange information. No, I'm not going to give you my information. Are you thinking this is my fault? Um, well, let's see. I was in this lane, minding my own business, <laughs> and you came. Are into, you thinking that this is my fault? <laughs> literally, literally, he would not well, give me the information uh, because it was not his fault. Uh, do you have any dash cam footage of this fault? one, Tony? Unfortunately, no. I do have oh. I do have some stills that I took. Tammy, what'd you say? How is how does he think it's not his fault? I, I seriously believe that people think that if in, in I'm sorry, in his defense, he told the police he signaled. <laughs> oh. Well so you're supposed to move out of the way. And roll to, out the red carpet, apparently. <laughs> so I seriously think that there really are people out there that think that if if they have the desire to pull into the lane that you're occupying and they signal that it is your legal responsibility to allow them to come into your lane. Oh, isn't entitlement grand? Now, I, I know some of you people out there are going, I hate those people that, you know, you signal and you speed up and you close that gap. I don't do that. I mean, I have done that, but that's not, the, this is not the case. I purposely leave no room between the vehicle in front of me 
and the front of my bumper of my vehicle because I don't want to give you any sense of false hope. <laughs> Do not want you thinking that it's okay with me for you to bypass those 6 billion people behind me and the, the 45 minutes it took for me to get to where I was so that you have the opportunity to run up there and dive into a spot that is, is uh, twice as big as a gnat's eyelash. That's so annoying when people do that. So annoying. So um, let me see. How can I put it? I think that I may have panicked whenever uh, he came over into my lane. And instead of hitting the brake, I, uh, I must have hit the gas pedal and pushed him down the lane about uh, five or so feet, causing more damage to his vehicle. So, Oopsie. Uh, any excuse to trade paint and traffic, huh, Tony? Well, no paint was traded. <laughs> I did hear some mud terrain tires popping on the metal, though. So anyway, we had to wait for the police. The police explained to him that if they wrote a report, that he would have to be given a citation. At that oh, he point, changed his tune real quick. At that point, he was looking at me saying, don't worry about it. I'm not going to file any claims. My cousin can fix this. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, you could have made that decision 45 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Right. And I looked at him square in the eye and I said, let this be a lesson uh, to you. You, it is not your lane to come into no matter what you're doing. And he says, well, you, right. you pushed me and you put, you were pushing me with your Jeep. And I looked at the cop and I said, you know, I must've panicked. I must have, uh, you know, I, it was just a strange situation. Uh, I didn't, I, I'm not in that many accidents officer. <laughs> I think the officer at one point says, there, there, sweetheart. Don't you worry your little head about a thing. <laughs> We've got this covered. You go on about oh, your business. Wow. So, uh, I, uh, I, uh, it, it's just, it's just dumb people. Get in, you know, if you're go down to the, the next lane, I mean the next light, wait your turn and get on, see if you can get on there. Don't block the people because you want to get in and certainly don't come over into the lanes because you think that the, the, the 500 people before, before me would just stopped and let you in and shook their fist and maybe flip the bird at you and honk the horn. No, (laughs) because at some point you're going to take damage and it's going to take you a lot more time with that vehicle to, in, instead of just waiting your damn turn like everybody else was doing. Well, I can't say everybody else. The majority of everybody else was waiting their turn. So that was my excitement, Josh. Well, I don't have anything quite as exciting as that. I do have a slight electrical update on the progress on uh, the dual battery system that I'm putting in. There's one little thing that I forgot and to take into consideration throughout this whole project, and that is all the wiring that I already have in there. <laughs> I, I've got a bunch of aftermarket wiring in there for, for things like, you know, amplifiers and CBs, uh, auxiliary lighting, you know, the whole gambit. You have, and, you have more than one CB. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, uh, just a couple. <laughs> See, I, got, I got all carried away with the plurals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it was, it's wishful thinking for other communications uh, equipment uh, going in there soon, hopefully. Um, but, uh, no, all that stuff had to be moved from the one battery that I had in there now over to the secondary battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- oh, everything had to be had lo- made longer, didn't it? Oh no. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I was actually planning on, on driving the Jeep into work this week, uh, just for grins and giggles. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I am, I am uh, woefully behind because there's all this wiring that I have to move now. And some of it, I don't remember putting there. So yeah. it's like, oh geez, what was Uh-oh. this wire for now? And so I got to trace it back because I, you know, I, nothing's labeled or anything like that. Break out uh, the know. schematics. Why would I do that? 
no, I know where most of it. There's, I think, like two circuits that I don't know what they're there for. And there was one cut wire that I think was part of somebody else's wiring before I got the Jeep. So um, a lot of stuff is getting cleaned up. So that's where I'm at right now, cleaning up a bunch of electrical stuff. It's starting to look really good, though. Split looming everything. Um, everything is looking really good as far as the way it's ran and, and tucked out of the way and stuff like that. So um, that's made way for my intake that's going into the cowl, which has been giving me a lot of grief mm. because... I've got this big elbow that uh, that goes into the opening of the cowl where the filter is going to reside, and I keep having to enlarge that to get things to line up just right. So I'm at the point now of where I've got this shoebox size hole almost, and I'm over exaggerating slightly, but I've got a large hole in the in the in this cowl area, and I've actually got to cut it a little bit bigger. I need about another quarter inch or three hundred thou or so uh, of room so I can swing that elbow in there with the filter to get it to rest in position. Uh, and get that in far enough into the cowl to where I can now um, properly fabricate a little uh, cover piece and stuff. What I'm thinking about doing for that, Tony, is just basically going to the junkyard and cutting that whole section of cowl out from another another Jeep and oh basically using a, a kind of a, a clip-on portion of that, making a little clip um, to to lock that in position. And basically, that would then become part of the intake and would um, would mask the hole that I have there. So... That that's kind of where I'm at with everything right now. Um, it's slow going because I'm you know tinkering on it a little bit after work and and a little bit on the weekends when I can and when I'm not working on other people's jeeps. Let me throw but Tammy. What are you doing to your jeep? Let me uh, let me <laughs> throw waiting for it to go to a shop. <laughs> Tammy, Tammy, while you're talking, I'm going to throw up a couple of pictures of the accident that I was talking about. So go right ahead. Um, no, I'm just you know I'm still waiting for my still lift, waiting. so I'm trying to find things to keep me busy. And actually, um, remember the mo- the Molly panel? Um, I finally installed that. Um, oh, it's good. So cool with yeah, with where I work, they have tools because you know they we design the interiors of elevator cabs, so we have welding machines and drills and drill bits and all that kind of good stuff. So I had one of the guys at work help me, and I actually drilled my first hole into my Jeep. I was so nervous. So and actually drilled eight of them. So I installed my Molly panel, and I was going to insert all the bags in it, and I thought, no, I better not because I'm going to leave my Jeep at um, the shop for a couple days, so I'll have to wait to, to do all my organizing and my storage. And something else I did, um, I put myself through a little pain. And I don't know if you can see it here, but um, last Tuesday, yeah, last Tuesday, um, I got a tattoo. I don't know if you guys can see it. There's some butterflies and some flowers on the back. So that's what I do when I wait for Jeep parts. I just get tattooed. This is like cutting yourself, right? Yes. (laughs) And it's actually, it's really weird because the tattoo, uh, my guy who does my tattoos, we we talked about getting tattoos because there's a lot of people in the neighborhood who a lot of moms who look at me like, Oh my God, you are going through a major midlife crisis and you know, whatever. Um, hey, I don't life. think I am. It's no, huh? it's your life. It's your life. You go through whatever yeah, you, you know want. What? And, but it's, it's very cathartic. I think I said that right to do it. And I feel like it's like releasing these negative emotions from, mm-hmm. from around me. And you know, I'm, Unless you've had a tattoo, it's it's you know it's it's like a jeep. It's a tattoo thing. It's a jeep thing, and you know it's it's hard to explain it to people who don't who don't have them. 
and I've already scheduled my second tattoo for the day after oh, I get wow. my Jeep lifted. <laughs> <laughs> or my fourth, fifth, I don't know, I've lost count. All right. Well, we're, we're, we're running a little long, so we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, great information. Thank you uh, all for uh, listening to uh, me whine about my accident and uh, people cutting in line and uh, damn it, that bastard and etc. But let's get over to some wheeling wear. Well, this is the part of the show where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. And this is something we talked about last week, guys, that I want to very quickly uh, let, and let you guys know about again. If you own a badass Jeep, and I'm talking about one that has a lot of build time into it, and if you're down to have it completely wrapped in a custom vinyl wrap for what sounds like the deal of the century, then you need to get a hold of Force Protection LLC. Retired Air Force veteran owned and operated. This guy's got the most state-of-the-art van in the industry. He will come out to you and cut and install the film on location. That means your garage, driveway, or work parking lot even. Here's the catch. You have to be local-ish, at least, to the <laughs> Harrisonburg, Virginia area. And in order to get this once-in-a-lifetime hookup, you will have to agree to show off your newly wrapped rig at Jeep Jam 2016 at the Rockingham County at Rockingham County Fairgrounds in Harrisonburg on Saturday, June 4th. Even if it's just to ask some questions, guys, contact the owner, Bradley Jordan, directly through his company's Facebook page or send an email to info at forceprotectionllc.com. And if you need any other incentive to make this happen, well, but you need to go check out the website and, and see some of the pics and product info that he has over at www.forceprotectionllc.com. And if you are dead serious, then by all means, call Bradley directly at 540-214-9439 and set up your appointment today. And hey, if you end up working on a deal, be sure to send us some pics after everything's all said and done. We would really love to see it. So um, I actually, hey guys, breaking news. Uh, we uh, might know yep. somebody who has contacted him and is getting this done. Yeah, actually, I totally forgot. Um, CPO Chris contacted oh, yeah. him and he um contacted me the other night and said brad drove four hours wow to, to see chris and they worked it all out and um chris is gonna definitely keep us post cpo way he cool way cool CPO. but yeah. i cannot wait to see all that i I'm thought he, I thought so he was glad looking, when things come together like this. i thought he was looking for a badass jeep though so i guess he oh, settled on chris's <laughs> Oh, Chris, Chris, you need to call CPO. You need to call in. I know he's listening. Yeah, he that's fighting words. And he, he argues. He argues with um, us when he listens. No, normally, he argue, argue argues with, with Josh. <laughs> yeah, just with me. I'm, oh, I'm sure he'll be calling. Crash. Uh, yeah, I had to throw that in. All right, guys, got a couple other events I want to tell you about. We don't really have time for that. We'll get to that next week. Plenty of time before those are in the uh, in the works anyway. So, um, guys, don't forget, wherever you are wheeling, if you pack it in, let's pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good a condition than they were when we arrived, if not better. Uh, guys, stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. Remember, tread lightly. And if you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles, head over to www.treadlightly.org. That's it for this week, guys. If you look, hey, I want to start hearing from some of you Jeep clubs out there. I don't care if you only have five members. Get a hold of us. <laughs> we'll give you a shout out on the air and a link to your club's page in our show notes. Not to mention, we're going to plug any event you have coming up. Bubba Joe having a work party in the shed out back? Let us know. Maybe your club has a show and shine or a fundraising event. If 
doesn't matter the size or cause. Just shoot us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to get your Jeep Club showcased on the show. And who knows, maybe if we get enough responses from you guys, turn this into a contest. Remember, info at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, love getting the emails. Love, uh, and, and you know, uh, one of the things I forget to, to mention, the, the voicemail is there for you to uh, you know, call in shenanigans or uh, call in whale songs or whatever it is that you want to talk about. <laughs> but you don't have to do that. You can just uh, call in and tell us about your business. Uh, it, it's fine. I mean, uh, you've got uh, you know up to three minutes there on the voicemail and 90 seconds uh, through the speak pipe thing. Let us know hey, about your, your event, your business, whatever you want to whatever you want to tell our audience about. We're fine with that. Yeah, it worked out really well for Force Protection LLC and CPO. So, hey, guys, uh, if there's a winning combination there, there's got to be another one out there somewhere. And, hey, guys, we know you're, we're making purchases all the time for the, our Jeeps. We see it all the time in our Amazon You Bought What. We just saw that tonight. So the next time you guys order something for your Jeep, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. If you're buying a product or a service from that vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, be sure and let them know. If they haven't heard about us, be sure and let them know about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Who knows? It might even lead to some future exclusive Jeep Talk Show discount codes. You know, I'm looking through the show notes and... Uh... <laughs> Talking about sh- people calling him with shenanigans. Did we skip Nikki G? Oh, yes, we did. We oh, skipped no. Nikki G. <gasps> hey, gonna... this is Nikki G, and I'd like to thank Tammy on her review for the anti says compound. Wendy uses that quite a bit whenever I'm about to uh, speak. She just, I look over at her and she glances at me with that anti says look, and I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> So uh, anti says, yeah, it really saves a marriage. All right, guys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Good day. Tammy says it's my favorite segment, and I'm the one that found it out. I'm the one that realized we missed it. Just remember well, we that had Nikki so G. much had so much show tonight. <laughs> uh, it was just, just so much. Uh, you guys have a great Jeep week. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you later. Uh, poor Nikki G. He's like, well, that's it. I'm out of the show. <laughs> They're not going to shave it anymore. <laughs> I've been fired. <laughs> yeah, always the last to know. Are you ready? I am. <laughs> <laughs>